Oh, hello. Welcome to the ninth episode of the Recovered AF podcast. My name is Aaron. 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 I think I can solve the whole Aaron Aaron thing. <laughs> and I am a co-host. My other co-host, his name is Kyle. We created this equally. He's going to say something now. Yeah. Uh, here comes our good old disclaimer. Uh, we are not affiliated in any way at all whatsoever with any 12-step organization. Uh, we are just two dudes talking about the work or whatever comes up during this hour. Uh, I just, we like to uh, kind of really put that into perspective that we are not affiliated at all. Yeah, that's right, because we might say some things. Uh, so this is what's up. A lot of different people are having a lot of different experiences with getting well off of drugs and alcohol. Some people, uh, some people just, some people go to church and some people go to treatment and then that's cool and some people get married and then that's enough and then some people go to 12-step meetings and then even inside those 12-step meetings, People are having different experiences. Some people um, go to the go to a lot of meetings, and that's how they stay sober. Some people um, get into the steps and and use the directions laid out in our literature, and that's how they get sober. So um, there's just uh, so many ways that people are getting sober. That um, yeah, we want to make sure that our experience is our experience, and that we are not a representation of the whole. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what we use is what we use, but that doesn't mean we are spokespeople for the program or anything like that. I I know we talked about this last week, but I just felt like this was appropriate time again since it's just you and I knocking this thing out to uh, reiterate that and to uh, reiterate that if you have concerns or questions or comments to email us at recoveredafpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find this podcast on any of your platforms, I think, almost all of them, um, you know, like the podcast app on iPhones, as well as Stitcher and Spotify and Google Play and all of that stuff. So uh, we are under no idea that we were doing this thing perfectly, so we are open to constructive criticism, especially regarding um, the, the traditions and the guidelines that are a part of a 12-step program that we are not affiliated with. And if also you think that Kyle's voice sounds sultry and sexy, <laughs> email me and I'll give you his address in case you want to set up shop in that tree across the street from his house. <laughs> I do not think Megan would like that very much. Um, but yeah, dude, so uh, I'm pretty jacked up about the last podcast we did with uh, Josh. That was... a. Uh, that was good, man. I haven't listened to it yet, but it was, uh, it felt good. Yeah, most of the time when we sit down and record these things, it's a lot easier with a guest, I think. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's not. Fuck if I know. Anyway. It sounded good, though. Yeah. It like felt when, good. When I get done recording these, I have a lot of anxiety, and then I have to make myself listen to them again, and that usually quells some of the anxiety. But the one when we got done with Josh, who's a, a, a member of another fellowship, uh, for families and members of alcoholics, I just we got done with that one and we felt pretty happy about it. He was super interesting, and um, <clears throat> I don't really know shit about that fellowship, so I got a lot out of it, and it, it was awesome to hear uh, him participating in the program and going through the steps himself uh, as a member of that program, which I haven't heard a ton of. Not slamming anything, I'm just saying I I personally haven't heard a lot of that. Right. So, yeah, so we just re recorded that, and we're going to try and do a couple of these a week. So now we're sitting down with just the two of us, and we had had a plan to have a couple of gents from our Wednesday night group sit down with us and have a little four-way discussion about a specific topic, um, but one of them... He's at a, he's at a conference. N no, you're wrong. He's at an area assembly. Yeah, which is, to me, the same thing, because I don't know shit about that either. You dumb bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Dude, will you explain to me again who this old lady is? <laughs> She's the... <laughs> We're watching some basketball program with this She's older lady. Yeah. She's the mascot uh, of the basketball team or something? I don't know how it works <laughs> in the Catholic Church. She's um She looks he- like a classy lady though. She's the head nun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know if she's the head nun or not. I don't know if they have a I don't know if they have a hierarchy. It's for some school in Chicago though, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. that was good last year. Well, she looks like a peaceful woman, so yeah. They've shown her a lot, and I'm, I just happen to be looking at your television playing in the background. Yeah, so. it's definitely, that run was definitely... There she is again. Oh, you missed her. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely didn't have anything to do with those five guys on the court, and it did have everything to do with her, probably. She's the spirit animal for this program or something? Yeah. Okay. I bet if we had an old lady like that supporting our podcast... <laughs> oh, I got I got to stop. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> we would probably be doing a lot better than we are. We would have a hell of a lot more listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can recruit. Her. <laughs> oh, all right, I got to get it together. <laughs> all right. We're godly people, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. We used to be heathens. Yeah. Drunkards and drug we, addicts. Yeah, we should definitely have a spirit animal that Looks like her. Yeah. But all right, let's get back on topic. Did they lose the championship or in the final four? In the final four. Oh, okay. And they're all crying because they lost in the final four. Yeah. That's the highlight of their life, probably. Babies. That no way, man. Could you imagine playing on the final four? I don't know why my voice did that, but (laughs) was it going to the final four? I'm terrible at basketball, so I could not imagine that. Our gym has a basketball court now. We should go hoop it up. Yeah. I'll dunk on you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, But anyways, we were going to have a podcast with uh, two of our gentlemen that we we meet with on Wednesdays where we do our big roundtable open discussion forum. And uh, because he's at an area assembly, that's going to be postponed to maybe maybe next weekend or something. Because he's of service, Kyle, unlike you. No, I know. I know all about his program. He's wonderful. Um, but anyway, so Aaron and I are going to have a conversation. Um, Aaron brought his little handy-dandy big book, and I think you wanted to talk about 10 or 11 or both or how they intertwine in your life. Is that right? Yeah, so a couple of things. Um, my wife, a couple ago, a couple episodes ago, said, hey, if you guys get listeners that are not part of this fellowship and you keep talking about these steps, they don't know what the hell you're talking about. And the other thing was uh, another friend of ours talked about maybe even people inside of our fellowship may maybe not have had the good fortune of having some in, in-depth experience with these things. Um, and I know like that first run at sobriety I had when I, tw- when I was 20, I'd look up there and I'm like, yeah, those are the two that you don't really have to like, you know, continue to take inventory. Yeah, got it. Or I think maybe I had this misunderstanding that the 10th step only needed needed to be done if I had to make an amend or apologize. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. that's when you did a 10th step. Yeah. Because that's how it reads. Right. And then so, and then we talk about them a lot on this podcast or we're going to because that's where it's at today. You know, I went through and made the amends and I did wrote the four step and now I don't do those things every day. But what I do do, uh, at least on a weekly basis, probably is a 10th step and, uh, the daily is the 11th. And Mm -hmm. so these are, these are where I'm living at on the daily. So maybe, uh, you know, I'm going to share that experience. And so maybe we got to talk about those things in depth in case anybody listens to this shit one episode after another, don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. So, do you how how far into the weeds do you want to get with this thing? Do you want to like outline what a ten step looks like in your life, or yeah, okay? I, don't you think so? Yeah, I think so. That would be a good idea. A because some people might not be having that experience right now of doing one, yeah. and um, even though the 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 instructions in the book or directions, sorry, I don't know, instructions probably works. Is um, how's that Red Bull? Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the instructions in the book are, it's about a paragraph, uh, but there's a lot of detail and information into that. So, um, let's let's outline one. So you're gonna you're gonna call me, based off of what? 
Okay. And then, okay. He's this opening is, the book, so I'll I'll, play, I'll do the play-by-play. He's opening <laughs> the book. <laughs> you can hear the pages. That's cool. Okay. So this is how it reads. Are we allowed to read this on that? I don't know, man. I was gonna read part of it. Fuck it, read it. I don't. I don't know if it's wrong. We'll find out about it. Maybe someone will email us. <laughs> this book was published and sent out to the world. Yeah, I think we're fine. Right. I think so. You I didn't know because because we didn't want to get too affiliated. But I'm, yeah, we ain't affiliated with nothing. Just read it, and then we'll figure it out later. So, how it reads on the wall is a little. <clears throat> Can I do this for comparison's sake? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, do that. So, again, for people that might not be familiar. Ten says that we continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. So just reading that off the wall makes me pretty not intimidated by that. Or that it's doesn't seem like a whole lot of shit to do. It doesn't sound like much of an action step in that in that sentence. Yeah. And so this is how it reads on page 84. This thought brings us to step 10, which suggests we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. We vigorously commence this way of living as we cleaned up the past. We have entered the world of the spirit. Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. So that's a little bit of a setup there. Then it gives me precise instructions on what to do. It says, continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. Four things that I have to look for. The next direction it gives me is when these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. Then the next direction I get is we discuss them with somebody immediately and make amends quickly if we've harmed anyone. The next instruction I get is then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love and tolerance of others is our code. So I'm just going to stop there because mm-hmm. those are the directions. Yep. Then there's a bunch of promises afterwards. Yeah, maybe we can discuss that later or something. Yeah. So when I'm talking about doing a 10-step I'll, I'll, the, the way that I experienced this the most is probably through resentment. Tells me to continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. So how it goes for me is the most of these I do are regarding resentment and then closely followed by fear. Mm-hmm. Which is odd because I think I experience fear a lot more than resentment. Yeah. Something for me to... What I have noticed and what I do a lot of um, with when I'm listening to a 10-step with people is... Um, and we'll get into this more, but what I have found is usually the resentment is the noticeable part of one of those other things that are underlying, right? And so I try to dig past the resentment into like what is what's driving that, and then that's where I usually find fear actually comes first, which then dictates the resentment, at least in my experience. Yeah, that's my experience too. It's, um, a lot of sometimes a lot of dishonesty, usually in the form yeah. of like self delusion, mm-hmm. right? I don't really. Um, yeah, it's not that you're just like blatantly lying. It's the fact that you 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 believe what's happening and the thoughts that are coming to you. Yes, I yeah. believe that I'm the most qualified ever employee to ever work for my company, and that I've never done any wrong. And right, and you're around incompetence. Yeah, yeah, Stuff which like that. which might be true at some level, but might not be true at all either. It certainly couldn't explain away everything. Yeah. So so when 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 that comes up, what happens? What do, what do you do? So that's what happens. So when we're talking about doing a 10-step, I, ex- I experience resentment. I'll, just for example, maybe I get to work and um, I've, I have more work than I think that uh, I need to be doing that day. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's a pretty good idea how long this stuff's going to take me, and uh, I'm, I'm not very happy about it. I feel resentful. I'm angry, upset, disrespected, blah, blah, blah. So like the first thing that I would do in that, well, the first thing I would do is leave and wait till I could find a time to call. Right. right. But the first thing I do is I ask God to remove that because that's what the direction is, right? So I usually get down on a knee is how I do it, and I ask God to remove that fear. Tim Tebow style? Yeah. All right. Uh, I get down in a Tebow at work. 
for all to see. Yeah. <laughs> I make a big show and demonstration of it. Yeah. And, uh, and then when I get a second to call somebody, I make a phone call. Usually, uh, I've got an old sponsor that is retired and really, really, really old. And so he doesn't, <laughs> so he doesn't have shit going on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he ain't got shit to do. Um, but like my sponsor is a busy dude Monday through Thursday during the week. Mm-hmm. You're usually pretty busy. So the first call is usually to him. And then if he's not home, I start down the list. Then I'll call you. Then yep. I'll call my cousin. And I'll just go through. Till you get someone on the phone. Yeah. Which is huge in its own. Because my experience is sometimes I don't persevere. And I will call. No one answers. And I decide I'm going to take care of this myself. <laughs> which never works. <laughs> I try one thing. It doesn't work. I give up. Yeah. So that's Story been my, my experience, yeah. So yeah. to persevere over that already is more valuable than I think some people realize. And uh, so hopefully we'll just assume for the sake of people knowing what the hell we're talking about, I get a hold of that first guy, and then I sort of lay into it. Hey, man, I got this work situation. These fucking people don't understand how valuable I am. <laughs> they keep taking <laughs> advantage of my uh, outstanding work ethic. And... Um, based on their own incompetence and um, their lack of experience having done my job, this is what's happening to me. Mm -hmm. And then I have to, um, like, if it's like a resentment, I run it through sort of in my head like we did our four-column resentment inventory in Mm -hmm. the four-step, where I look to see where I've been selfish, self-seeking, dishonest, and frightened. Yeah. And... um, you know, usually the selfishness will look like something like in this particular situation, I didn't even consider that my employer has 30 other people doing the same job I'm trying to do. Right. He's got to try and balance all of that work out on, right? I haven't considered his job and how difficult it is. Mm-hmm. I've only stopped to look at how bad I'm fucked that day. Yeah. So I'm usually completely selfish in that. I'm usually completely self-seeking in that. I want, I demand respect for them and I think I'm being disrespect, disrespected and I want something from them. I want to be treated in a certain way and I perceive myself as not being able to, you know, as not getting that. I'm yeah. usually like dishonest probably in the form of self-delusion and either seeing my own value in the company or the idea that they could somehow do anything different than they've done mm-hmm. kind of thing. And the fear and the fear and the frightened and all of it is usually that I'm not going to get what I want out of the day. And that's probably to get home at a nice reasonable hour, have a nice dinner with my wife. And I have this fucking idea about what our life is when I get off work early or something. That's mm-hmm. not even true anyway. So there's mm-hmm. some dishonesty in that. Right. So like the, the, the thing is I get to that fourth column and I get to look at my mistakes in those. Right. Now, do you, do you generally come to those conclusions before the phone call during the phone call? Do, does that first guy, I, does he help you see the stuff that you aren't seeing? How's that work? That's a little bit of both. Like usually I'll start like coming up with them. Um, like while I'm making the phone call, I'll yep. start like running it through my head. And so I'll sort of lay out what's going on. And then I'm like, okay, okay, now, now I got, now I got to get to the fourth call. Now I got to get to my mistakes in this thing. And so I try and look at those then, but then not all the time can I see them. And, um, so a lot of times like I'll, I've done with you and the one that I cite is, um, is I was talking to you and I was telling you about this thing at work and I got done and I was sort of good Red Bull and I was sort of like, you know, done with it, but I don't know, it was incomplete. And then you were very kindly started telling me a story about the time when you had been a hypocrite at work. And then obviously pointed out to me and I was like, Oh damn it. You know, but it was like that good truth, you know, right. It was like, there's the short again, like you referenced like, Oh yeah, there. Yeah. Right. Like that's the thing that's causing the problem. And it wasn't like, um, you know, that's that good truth, you mm-hmm. know, where I'm like, oh, phew, now I see it. You know, this is the stumbling block, right? right. The whole the whole thing we're doing in an inventory, it's a fact-finding, fact-facing process, process. And this is because this is just a continuation of that on the daily. Like, right. It's necessary for me to figure these things out. So that's what's good about having a good partner to do a 10-step with. Right. They know what I'm doing. Oh, and we talked about this the other day. Like you guys, you guys like to preface it with a text message. I'm not that polite. I just call up and yeah, <laughs> go into hey bud, time for a ten step. Yep, and I let them know it's a ten step, so they know that I'm not just calling to. 
bitch or complain. Right, which is huge because now, like, if you and I are doing it, you and I are buddies, you and I call each other and talk quite a bit. But if we are, if you preface it or if I do, hey, this is a 10th step, the friend cap comes off and the um, the, the honesty and the, the person that needs to feed you the truth hat goes on, right? Yeah, because there's two sides to a 10th step. There's the being on the needing to do one end and then there's the person who gets the phone call end. Right. Right. So like w- when, when I call you, um, well, we bullshit a lot, but like, so when I'm, when I call you and I say, I need to do a 10 step with you, then your mindset changes, right? Right. Exactly. And I go from, Oh yeah, Aaron and I are going to joke and laugh and talk about the podcast and talk some shit and to, okay, my role has changed. I'm here to be of spiritual help to Aaron and that's the hat that goes on, which means I can feed you the truth or help you see the truth through my experience uh, with, without the concern of it interfering with our friendship. And so you said uh, you're here to be a spiritual help to Aaron. So what, what, what might that look like? What, that, what does that mean? So first I need to listen, um, you know, and understand what's going on um, for, for me specifically. Uh, I will also invite God in like if and like when you call me, it's it's pretty quick. It's just like, OK, Aaron's doing a 10 step. If I get a text from someone, then I take a quick couple seconds and try to invite God in before I tell them to call me. Um, so I'm inviting God into the conversation. Then um, I also am listening and then I'm going to be honest with you. But for me, it's important to do it in a tactful way and not just be an asshole. Like, that's just my my preface. Um, some people might just hit you with the fucking truth knowledge and it's going to smack you in the face and it's going to hurt regardless. And that that's fine, too. I, I have people that will do that with me. But my experience is um, the, the more I can do it tactfully and um, not just give you the answers, but help you see the answers maybe through my experience um, is, is useful. And then... Um, you know, sometimes it isn't, but that's what I try to do. And I try to be honest and objective. That's the biggest thing is I, I do not want to co-sign on your shit. I don't want to say, yeah, fuck those people at work. That's bullshit, dude. You're getting treated wrong because that's of no service to you or your employer or anyone else that you're going to navigate your <laughs> during that day. So yeah, that, that doesn't work and that doesn't help. I had that once too, where a guy I was working with called me up to do a 10 step about some legal ramifications that he was having. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that does sound fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I know a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's important is to, um, to be objective. And, um, so far you and I have been able to navigate that, um, with, with other sponsees that I'm not as close with. Um, it, it's, it's very easy for me to navigate that because that's my role. Uh, but I think it's important to, to understand that. And I think if you and I ever got to a point where I couldn't do that, it would be important to have that conversation and say, hey, I, I just can't be objective here, so I, I think you should call someone else, which because you and I both vigorously work a program, I think you and I would both understand if that happened. Um, and I think you just had some experience with that recently, right? Yeah, like with my cousin? Yeah, and with uh, our mutual friend. Oh, yeah, where I just, yeah, our mutual friend called up and he's at this point where I just needed to write some inventory and I was like, yeah, for sure just you should probably go with through it that with somebody else because I just don't always feel comfortable being honest with you. Yeah. And so, yeah. And I had to tell him that. And then I had a conflict of interest with a family member that's in a program and she had to do a 10 step with somebody that we're both related to. And I was like, I'm not the person to do this with because I already have preconceived ideas and I don't think I can set them aside right. in order to be, give you a non-objective, honest feedback. Because right. that's what, that's what I need from the person that I'm doing the 10 step with. Exactly. They give me non-objective because they're not emotionally tied to my situation. Absolutely. So they can see it clearly. And my problem is I'm, if I'm caught up in resentment, fear and all of that shit, I'm clearly full of emotion, which makes me make poor, irrational decisions. Yep, exactly. So um, the other thing that I try to do, and, and we'll get to this because it's the, one of the last pieces of, in, of direction in that reading is... Um, I believe it's the role of the person listening to the 10th step to help turn that person's thoughts. Um, and, and in a way that, uh, is effective. You know what I mean? Cause like for me today, I, my, my sponsor now, that's pretty much all he does is listens to me babble. I already have like, this is where I'm resentful. This is where I'm full of fear. This is where I've been selfish. And then he'll give me some honest feedback on that. 
But then he really is just like, okay, so how's Megan doing in school? You know, and he, he turns my thoughts rather quickly, which I believe it doesn't say that, but I believe that is also part of my role as a listener of a 10 step is to help in that area. So when you do that, that looks like you asking questions about somebody in that person's life that you know that they are care for. Right, exactly. Or, um, you know, just asking how a sponsee is doing or something, you know, and uh, the more subtle for me, the better. And I used to be very blunt, just be like, hey, we need to turn your thoughts. Who can we think about? And I think with practice, I've just gotten more subtle with that, where like recently I was doing a 10 step with a, a, a sponsee of mine and his business partner had some medical issues. And, uh, I had known about that from a, a couple conversations ago, a few weeks ago. And as we were talking through this 10 step, he's outlining it. And then I just kind of go, so how's your partner doing? Is he out of the hospital yet? And, uh, he, he starts telling me about that and his thoughts are turned towards that guy. He starts telling me about that guy, what's going on with that guy. And all of a sudden, um, me and my sponsee are not thinking about ourselves, but we're thinking about another individual. And then I asked him like, okay, what can we do to help that guy today? You know? And I don't know, like that's not always the case, but for me, I find that very valuable because when I'm doing a 10 step, I'm entirely full of self. And so the turn towards someone else helps alleviate that. It would be easier if the directions maybe just said, like, help an old lady across the street when you're done. Right. And then you would just know. Like, oh, yeah, that's what I do next. Yeah. Yeah. I just go yeah. immediately drive to a busy intersection. <laughs> and wait for an old lady. <laughs> I search out maybe the old lady from, from the, the Loyola. Yeah. Chicago. Yeah. You can push her across the street. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, that is, uh, that's, that's, that's a big part of it today. And, um, that was not always the case because I I used to find value in, um, the nuts and bolts of where I was being selfish and resentful. But today I find much more value when I get back outside of myself and start thinking about other people. That's where I find the most value today. And that might change again fucking tomorrow. I don't know. But for me, that is a, that's a valuable part of, of a 10th step is getting my thoughts geared towards other people again and not consumed in me. What if, so we talked about, so we talked about, um, we talked about resentment there Mm -hmm. and running it through the four columns. What about if somebody calls you up and they're like, man, I've got all this fear. I've got this work situation. I feel inadequate. Uh, and I'm experiencing a lot of stress and fear over the outcome of this situation. What then, what then would you do with that phone call? Yeah. You and I both do this very similarly. And, um, again, I think this is just a feel thing, but usually, um, what I've found is fear is fancied. It's not real. A lot of the time it's, um, it's this perceived idea of what, what's really going on. And so in that position, I believe my role is to help that person see the truth in, in, in that fear. Right. So if like for me, sometimes I feel really inadequate at work. And, um, so my, my actual circumstances, and I don't, I don't know how to say this without sounding like, Oh, I'm, I'm fucking good at my job. Cause I, I'm not, I don't think, but like I, a lot of times my, like I've been promoted and I'm in a position of authority now and I have, I actually have done pretty well at work. So when I'm full of inadequacy at work, um, it's nice to have someone shoot through that lie and tell me and help me see the truth of like, oh yeah, actually the circumstances suggest the complete opposite and it it's not true. Does that make sense? Yeah, that that makes exactly sense, and um, a lot of time that's what it is when people call me up with that fear. They're telling me that they're same thing, feeling those inadequacies, and then I'm looking at it, and I, you know, usually have some knowledge of that person's relationship with their employer, and I'm like, really, right? Because I see something else. Yeah, exactly, and I think everyone else sees something else as well, and it's really only me that's seeing an inadequacy where it it's just like made up in my head based off of my own internal feelings and not the truth. And so helping someone see the truth in their fear, you know, like I, like I have a fear of sharks or whatever. So helping me see the truth that like, I'm never fucking around sharks or whatever, you know what I mean? Like just seeing the truth in something allows that fear to kind of evaporate. And then, um, I did a 10 step with you, uh, during my brother's wedding and, um, 
that was one of the most powerful ones for me because, uh, you know, I had been sober almost three years at that time. I believe I was really working a program of recovery and, um, I, uh, I, I didn't want to drink, but I just felt like I wasn't a part of because everybody else was drinking. And uh, I had a bunch of fear that I was being judged and that I'm the weirdo and I don't fit in. And, um, you had given me some good advice out of, out of our literature about a, a fear prayer. And, um, that was huge for me. You helped me see the truth of like, actually, I'm, I'm more a part of now than I ever was before. And I actually get to be, be there for my brother. And I was the best man in his wedding. And, uh, that was a role that I would not have had before I got sober. And you helped me see the truth and all of that, that I actually was a part of much, much more than, than anything else. And my family actually loves the fact that I don't drink anymore. And that, um, you know, like reaching out during doing a 10 step in that moment, um, was huge for me because the rest of the weekend went off without a hitch. I was back into the flow. I was enjoying time. I was hanging out with my brother again. I didn't feel less than or like I'm not a part of anymore. Like, because I realized in that moment, you helped me see the truth in that, that like I actually am a part of much more than I ever was. And that's huge. I mean, that's the role of a guy listening to a 10 step. And I think that brings us back to why we're talking about this. I sort of right now, I feel like the two um, old ladies from the sweaty balls skit where they're just like, so, <laughs> so boring and dull and, like we're doing this thing, going through this and being really technical, but like the point of the point of all of this is the benefit that this has had in my life and that I've seen in other people's life. And every time from the first time I sat down and was invited to be a part of a, a step study with about ten and eleven with our mutual friend, with some other people that are have been or will be guests on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like everybody that um, took that and applied that to their lives, everybody's lives were changed because everybody that sat down in that was underlining, under utilizing the 10th step prior to sit down. And and we're having that same experience again with our Wednesday night people. People have like used the 10th step to varying degrees, but have never maybe by their own admission become this technical with it or used it as often. And we're People are talking about the changes that are happening right. as a result of that. So, like, that's why we wanted to sit around and talk about this. And so, I don't know, maybe you're one of the people listening that is, like, just blown or overlooked the 10th step and never really got into the directions with it, um, you know, that that could benefit from an experience that's more in-depth with it. Right. And uh, one thing I have to be conscious of is... Um, and this is where uh, this is where practice comes in with it is um, the 10 and 11 to me are very technical steps, but I also have to have uh, room for God in that where I, I can't get so bogged down and I do this and then this and then this and then this and then this that like I miss out on on the uh, the, the spirituality of it and and having like uh, some fluidity to it, you know, Um so for me, it's like, yes, I follow the instructions as they're outlined, but I also don't hold it to such a T that uh, that there's no room for, for God in that. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's right. And sometimes what helps me doing a 10-step realizes is that um, I get to be able to like relax and realize, you know, we're talking about this, you know, faith was brought up as a topic at this meeting or, or at least the reading out of our book where it talks about God being everything or God being nothing. And, mm-hmm. and like sort of this 10th step can take me back to that because I, you know, unknowingly or without even realizing it, get caught up in one of these things, resentment or fear usually. And, yeah. and, um, do a 10th step and sit back from it. And I get the opportunity to then act out of faith and realize, all right, God is everything or God is nothing. So what is it in this situation? Right. Right. And bring God into it that way. And then I get to move on with my day and like be available and be present with the people I be around. Right. I have to interact with quite a few people on a, on a daily basis. And, and, um, I can either be the smiling service provider that they enjoy or it can be Mood Swing Marty. Yeah, which is our new favorite nickname <laughs> for you. Right. People will get, get confused because I announce myself every week as Aaron on this, and then I also refer to Marty. But I'd say 90% of the people in my life probably know me as Marty, and the other 10% probably know me as Aaron before Marty yeah. was hatched. <laughs> yeah. And then um, so um, some of the gifts of doing this thing regularly, a 10-step, is that... Um, 
part of the instruction on that is making amends if we've harmed anyone. And some of the gifts of this is as I've done more 10 steps, I, I tend to do them bef- before I cause harm. Um, but if I do, like if you do cause harm, what does that amends look like today? Is it still in the same format as, as your ninth step work or is it different? Um, I think it's usually a little more informal um, because usually the harm hopefully isn't as as deep and as cutting as it was in those original harms. Um, At least that's been my experience. The last, the one that's coming to mind is I had um, spoke to my supervisor in a way that was mean and unprofessional and um, done the 10th step on it. And then I knew that I was going to have to make amends to her and I, I had to call in for something else, and she was the one who picked up the phone, and it was just a matter of like, hey, look, it's not okay for me to speak to the way I spoke to you. Yep. Um, it's none of my business how you do your job, yep. and uh, going forward, I won't speak to you in a manner that is disrespectful in that way. And it was just that short and simple. But some months later, I had said something to another person that works there in the evening and she was like you don't even know how much she appreciated that because I don't know how it got brought up I I think I was talking about being an asshole in another situation I was like if I'm not careful I'm gonna have to make amends again and she was like but you don't even know how much that made a difference to her people talk to her like that all the time and they don't clean that shit up yeah yeah right there's no amends afterwards so so it doesn't need to be the men's doesn't need to be this big huge sometimes just an, an acknowledgement of my wrongdoing and a and uh, let them know what I'm going to do to make it right is all. Yep. And um, you and I have both read that Jocko book, um, Complete Ownership. That's what I think of a lot today with those amends. Is, Extreme ownership. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, is um, being able to uh, like own my shit today. Like that's kind of what the amends look like. Like I had to do one just a couple of weeks ago when I did a 10 step with you again of uh, I had suggest I had made some comments about someone that worked for me to another person that worked for me and uh, it resulted in some drama at work and uh, I called you before I had a conversation with either of them and uh, I was hoping you would just kind of agree with me that yeah just go in there and tell them the truth and you kind of were like nah dude I think I think there is an amends to be made and this is kind of what I think it would look like and uh, I was able to take extreme ownership (laughs) in it that's right yeah and uh, was able to like make amends to both of those guys because I had I had caused some unnecessary drama. I had said some things that as my role as a supervisor was did not need to be said, and um, I was able to kind of own that shit and, and move forward. And, and and today, like I'm very cautious of that, right? Because I I have the experience of causing unnecessary drama now that I'm very cautious of what I say and how I do it and how I'm portrayed and everything today as a result of having to go through a little bit of spiritual growth and, and humble myself and make amends to guys that work for me, you know? Dude, there's even more goodness from the 10th step, right? Not only do I get out of it in the moment and get out of it that day and, like, get to, um, you know, have a day, the rest of my day that's free of resentment or fear of the shit that was bothering me when I came in, but then I also get the awareness of about it going forward, right? Exactly. Oh, okay, this is the thing that stumbled, you know, that I stumbled over last time, so I want to watch out and be sure that that's not there. And then also, fucking making a man sucks. Yeah. It really does, man. Yeah. Like, I do it because... You I mean, have to. Yeah, I have <laughs> yeah. to. You know, <laughs> everything I do is because I have to. <laughs> yeah. Because I think we talked about the first episode. Like, fuck. The, the deal is, is if I didn't have to do this, if I thought there was another way for me to get through life without being in a 12-step program and doing the 12 steps, I would definitely do that. Like, I like. unfortunately for me, like I think my only hope is a 12-step program. So it's a real bear. Right. You know, so that's why I do these things is because I'm like, because... Uh, you know, I, I when we told my story, I, we talked about being sober, making a few runs of sobriety, and 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 going down and doing ibogaine and all that shit. But that's not all. I tried fucking. I tried everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just tried everything, and uh, so unfortunately, this is the deal, and so I have to do this. And so, like, I'm making amends as part of that, and so that's why I do them as like out of being, necessity. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not because I'm just like I 
You know, maybe sometimes, maybe more now. You well, talk yeah. about that. Like, it's like, because it's the thing to do, because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Because uh, I can't, I don't feel comfortable. You know, I, it doesn't sit, it doesn't sit well with me anymore, having caused harm to somebody. Like, I don't like to sit with that anymore. So I guess it has changed. I think that's that internal change, though, is like, at first, it, I'm doing this because I don't want to die or drink or use drugs. And, um, over time and with practice and staying around and, and living in this program, it kind of just becomes who I am now where, yeah. like you said, like it doesn't feel good anymore to be an asshole. So, um, in the past I'd be like, fuck it. I don't give a shit, man. That's that dude's problem. And today it's like, oh yeah, that doesn't feel good. And, um, I know like I'm the one that lives with those, those spiritual consequences. My, our mutual friend who will remain nameless until he's on this, nameless um used to always tell me that is right like i'm the one that suffers the spiritual consequences of not doing this thing and uh the people around me suffer it but like i'm the one that has to deal with that internal discomfort and that internal shit of not feeling good because i was a dick at work or whatever so like i really try to stay cautious of that and um you know like at work people tell me pretty regularly like dude you are not the same guy you used to be like you handled that way different than you used to and uh, I would love to be like, yeah, I know I'm, I'm fucking legit now, you know, but in reality, it's like, I've just, I've had an internal change that, that was given to me as a result of this, of this work. And in reality, as a result of rigorously practicing a 10 step, I'm more aware of my behavior throughout the day, which is fucking such a change for me. Yeah. And so like, there's just all of this goody goodness from the 10th step that, I would have never experienced, right? I mean, this is just something in... Um, this is a cumulative thing, though, too, also. Like, right. where, whereas um, when I first started, I would only call somebody to do a 10-step with things that are really bad, that are really yeah. going to bother me, right? And mm -hmm. I know this is going to fuck me for a while. Then I'd be willing to call up and do a 10-step to whereas nowadays um, I'll call up and do something when I just when I'm already in flow and I don't really want to get out of that flow and something's coming up and I'm like, you know, I mean, I, I can't really, I can put it off, I guess, but I'll end up having to do it anyway. But, right. um, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know where <laughs> I feel like this podcast that I listen to where they like to talk and they're like, I don't even know what the hell I was yeah. talking about. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what the hell I was talking right. about. I think I was just talking cause it was my turn to talk. I think you were going along the lines of, we don't have to do this only when shit's fucking terrible now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. And you and I talk about this a lot where like pain used to be the touchstone of growth, right? Where I'm in a whole lot of pain and life is so terrible. I'll do something to get out of it. And today I believe you are an example of that. And I tried to be an example of like, oh yeah, I can just do this stuff day to day and I can continue to grow and I don't have to ride this roller coaster of shit's good, shit's terrible, shit gets good again, shit gets terrible again, where I can just like continue to ride that slow growth, you lazy river to the fourth dimension. <laughs> <laughs> that's you. Yeah, that, that's me. <laughs> The lazy river to the fourth dimension. Yeah. So, um, so the last part of that, um, love and tolerance of others is our code. Is that your experience? Putting you on the spot. Um, I'd say tolerance of others <laughs> is maybe the best. Like, so it's like this though. It's like it it works out like this. So we write inventory in the four step look at our resentments, we see that the world and the people in it really dominated us, right? And then we look at our fourth column and we get to our own mistakes and we realize it's got nothing to do with them. And mm -hmm. like it says, setting that up in the third step, our problems are of our own making. Like um, when I do inventory, whether it's that first one or it's the 10th step or like it gets to this thing where how could I hold something against somebody when it's not them? Right. It's me and my perception of them. Right. So I get through a 10th step and I'm like, it's my boss. She's a jerk. <laughs> I don't use that word. <laughs> jerk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or he's a jerk. There you go. Or whichever. Um, I, I, you know, and I get to that and it's them and it's their fault. 
Well, then when I inventory that shit and I realize that I've got some major mistakes in my perception and the way I'm perceiving this entire situation going down and that there's more to it, then I'm not left with anything but a tolerance of that person, you know? Right. And some understanding, a little bit of understanding, a little bit of realizing that maybe they've got some shit going on in their life, right? Right. Maybe that the the world doesn't revolve around me. Maybe it's got nothing to do with me. You know, like when I lose my shit and I'm upset with somebody that in traffic or um, that, you know, at work or whatever the situation is, it's never them. It's mm-hmm. always I'm conflicted and that has got to go somewhere. So I take it out on somebody, right. but it's never them. So then that if that's the case for me, then it's got to be the case the other way, the other way around. Right. If they're whatever, it's not it doesn't have anything to do with me. Mm-hmm. Right. And so. When I look at it from that perspective and then own my mistakes, then, you know, like some tolerance and some understanding, maybe love. I'm not, I don't know. I don't, love's a pretty strong word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't oh. know about that, but I'm <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, they're all right, though. They're all right. Like, right. I have a much more tolerant view and I'm much kinder to those people after that. Man, I don't, I don't, I'm, I used to be angry a lot. Yeah. 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 What I find is um, some of the the spiritual practices I kind of fall in line with talk about being detached from stuff and not letting those things dominate me. And um, that's that's what I find a lot of is um, I'm just I'm detached. Right. Where everything used to be perceived as it was all about me. Today, I'm kind of detached from that perspective and I can go, well, this isn't my favorite person, but. I also am detached from that they're doing it to harm me. And, you know, I just, I feel like I get a proper perspective, which like you said, to me is tolerance. It was explained to me tolerance could be enduring hardship, but um, to me today, tolerance more means like me. (laughs) Some neutrality, right? Yeah, exactly. Which is so far beyond what I, I can muster up on my own. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if I don't know if I don't know if he ever does this, but I went through my entire life like making up stories in a way that tried to make this world make sense to me. Right. So even in the most casual meetings of people, I'd make up a story, a backstory about them and why they were doing things and why this why things work the way they did. And uh, I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. I don't try and figure shit out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It just is what it is now. Yeah. yeah. So and so that sort of helps out that that whole thing, that whole. First, I find out the truth about myself, and then I go out into the world and I may write with that world. And then, when I experience the world, now I, I get into the habit of like realizing it doesn't have anything to do with them, and like, what am I doing with this deal? And then, how can you not be more tolerant and understanding of the world around you when I realize that most everybody's probably doing the best that they can? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, well, we are forty-eight minutes into talking really? about a tenth step, really? so I say we. Uh, that's crazy. Call that, and we'll discuss an 11th step next time. Yeah. It's you and I, or maybe me, you, and our two buddies. Yeah, those two fuckers. They, uh, th- that 11th step would be good. They they practice it pretty fucking good, so. Dude, if your dude is at that assembly, and he hasn't called you to do a 10th step yet. He's a spiritual giant. Just wait. Last time I went to any sort of function, I had to leave and do a 10th <laughs> right. step with my sponsor, remember? That's right. And then I just said, fuck it, I'm not going back tonight. You had an idea of what it was going to be. And it did not meet my expectations. It was not that at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to dance step it with my sponsor. And then I just said, I'm going to take a night off and just chill in the hotel. Yeah. Which was probably not the best move, but it allowed me some peace for the night. Yeah. But uh, all right. Well, um, hopefully, I d- what's your... Odds right now that anyone is going to make it through this whole thing. This I don't know, man. It's, it's, yes, it sounds just terrible to me. <laughs> I'm really jacked about it, but I, I don't know. That's a lot of talking about a 10th step. Hopefully, we'll get some people to get all the way through it. Maybe, dude, if maybe if there's just some people that are just ready for something else. Like, I can't wait to have like our mutual friend on there because. Like there was just, he talks about this, this one day he was like, there's something inside of him, you know, it's maybe from God to tell him to go out and seek, right? There's more, more out there, you know, and he got on his motorcycle and he rode all over and he, until he found people talking about things doing differently and then doing those things differently. And Mm -hmm. it's the shit that we're sharing. And he shared that experience with us and like, yeah. That's why we're sitting here today is because of that, right? Exactly. And so maybe there are some people listening. They're just like, oh, you know, I don't know. They're, they're, this shit ain't all it's cracked up to be. But, you know, 
getting maybe, a new experience. Yeah, maybe, that's my point them in that direction. Maybe. Yeah, maybe like mm, maybe I should try this. You know, and yeah. Try following these directions and doing it, well, but more than once. Right. It's like you know, I wouldn't try and meditate once and then. I mean, I would. That's sort of what I do. You do it once and say, this shit doesn't work. Yeah, I'm not good at it, so <laughs> I don't want to do this That anymore. guided meditation app is the heat, man. That's the one hitter there, dude. It's cheating. <laughs> it's you, totally you say cheating. it's cheating. It's definitely not. <laughs> Maybe our emailers... <laughs> like, they can pull in on if guided meditation <laughs> is cheating. Is guided medita- meditation cheating or no? Absolutely I not. yes. And also, if you don't cross your legs... And sit that way. That's also cheating. And do you do any of that? Yeah, I, do. I sit with my legs crossed now, and all straight and proper with your fingers together. And no, I, I don't sit with my fingers mm. together. So you're cheating? <laughs> no, 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 I didn't say that was cheating. <laughs> but what happened is, like, I, my back's always wrecked, and so I started. Um, like, what will happen is several things will come up, and several people will talk about stretching or something. Mm. So then I'll like. It'll happen within a few days. Go, oh, like, this is a sign. Yeah, and so then I'll start stretching, dude. And like the past couple of times, I've been to the chiropractor. He's like, "You've really tested well. What is going on? Like you're really doing well." And I was like, "Oh, I'm stretching." Is well, that from Goggins? Is that where you got that? He stretches like 45 minutes a day. No, it was actually after that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was getting fitted for a bike, and I had to get oh, my flexibility yeah. tested. And he was like. <laughs> like, like that's, that's it. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> no, really, like, touch your toes. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> one other person has been able to get to their knees, guy. <laughs> and then I can't remember what the other one was. One of them, one of the stretches was actually from the chiropractor. So mm. I was like, I'm doing that stretch and a couple other ones, and and uh, so yeah. So anyway, the whole point of that fucking ramble was because I've been stretching my hips and the muscles that are attached to my sacrum. You can sit better. Yeah. I can totally do it because I couldn't used to. I would have to prop myself up against the wall to sit that way. And now you just sit in the middle of your floor or what? Yeah, right in this bedroom over here. That's cool. Yeah, and I stretch I stretch in the shower and right out of the shower every morning. Damn. Yeah, because I'm not a young man anymore. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, um, thanks for listening. Are, are you trying to wrap it up? Yep, I am. Oh. <laughs> this is like when we're on the phone and you just keep throwing stuff out, and I'm like, all right. And you're like, no, I'm just talking because you want to get off the phone. <laughs> so you think I should stop talking? Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about our Gmail one more time. Why don't you say it? I say it every time. Do you even remember it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's recoveredafpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. And so hit it up. And like, if you if we still haven't had one, like this episode is going to come out after the Josh episode, and we promised to lock a hair a picture of pretty Josh in football pants. Yeah, wearing wearing football pants. Now, um, I was a swimmer in high school. Kyle almost had to stop being my friend after he heard <laughs> yeah, that. Dude, God, and I don't have any pictures of the speedos. That's good. Yeah, I don't think that was allowed. Uh-uh. Those, I would hope not. Yeah. You were like 15. Yeah. That's getting awfully close to really inappropriate. Yeah, I think that, um, but it was before the interwebs. You're pretty bowed up now, though. Maybe we'll put you in a Speedo today. I don't think anybody wants to see that. <laughs> Amber. But <laughs> I'm not so sure. Yeah. She's seen it plenty, trust me. <laughs> She's had enough. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, cool. All right, well, yeah, thanks again. And again, you can find this on uh, any of the podcast formats, uh, the podcast app on iPhones. Uh, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, all of them, I think. So, except for YouTube, we are not on YouTube yet. Um, maybe someday we'll get some video equipment, and then you can see Marty's pretty face. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks everybody. <laughs>